I am Kate Contreras, and this is my podcast, Simply You. I am a wife and a mother of three girls, ages seven, five, and nine months. I am a certified personal trainer with NASM. I have a huge passion for health, wellness, mom life, and everything in between. I truly believe in being a lifelong learner, and I love educating myself and then sharing with others things I've learned with health, fitness, mom life, and the world around us and the things that are going on. Thank you so much for joining me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, welcome to Simply You. I am Kate Contreras, and today you get me. Um, I really feel a calling to share this um, information with you that I have recently um, kind of come across, uh, my experiences and things that I've been doing. Um, And after doing a podcast interview um, last night, um, for an upcoming episode, it was even more prevalent to me that, um, I think this needs to be a conversation. So, um, I today am going to talk to you about big feelings and gentle parenting. So our five-year-old, um, is the reason that, um, there's a big age gap between her and the baby who's nine months, nine and a half months. Um, so she's almost five and a half. And then, um, there's just 22 months between the oldest two. So this, so seven, five, and then nine months. Um, she was not a surprise. She was not an accident. Um, we definitely were planning, um, for baby Eliana and, um, we tried for seven months and I thought, well, Um, we kind of have our hands full and, um, God gave us two beautiful, wonderful children and maybe that's it for us. And I was completely like at peace with that and fine. Um, and you know, God's timing, um, is always perfect. And so then found out that I was pregnant with baby Eliana. Um, so yeah, people, I had somebody the other day go like, Oh, was she a surprise? I'm like, Nope. Nope, not at all. She was planned. Um, and so my five-year-old, um, and big feelings, um, she was the chillest, calmest baby. Um, I mean, everybody commented about how chill she was and, um, I could, um, so with all three of my girls, um, I have worked for my dad. I, um, did have a stint in there between working for my dad, where I was a personal trainer at a gym, which I still am a personal trainer, but, um, I, I do that online so that I can take my kids with me to work. Um, because I work from home where I go to my parents' house and work in, in my dad's office. Um, so I could go to work with, um, Sophia, my, my five-year-old, um, I would take her to work, um, at my parents' house and she would either be in my, um, on the front of me in the baby carrier, or she'd be on the floor or she'd be in like a bouncy seat. And like, she just, I mean, she nursed every one to two hours all night long, all day, 
for nine months of her life. Like I could, she was glued to me. I could not, and she wouldn't take a bottle. Um, I couldn't go to the grocery store without taking her with me. But besides the nursing, and that was something like I could have given it up and said, you know, it's not working, like here's a bottle. But um, that was something that, you know, was important to me that I wanted to do and was able to do. Um, so I nursed her uh, until, until she was a year old. And a week after she turned a year old, um, again, chillest baby, um, very calm, content, like um, happy baby. And, um, so a week, I think it was like a week to the day after she turned a year old and I went to nurse her and she was, she had been eating solids, um, since she was six months old, along with still nursing all of those times. Um, so I, um, I go to nurse her and she bites me and, and like comes off and like, looks at me like woman why would you even offer that to me? And I was like, uh, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> um, and I was like, okay. Um, like that didn't feel good when she bit me. So, um, we just, I was like, well, okay, maybe she doesn't want you right now. And I said, we'll try again tomorrow. And again, she was on solid, uh, solid food. So, um, she didn't necessarily need the nutrition cause that's all she was getting. So then the next day, um, I went to nurse her again, same stinking thing happened. She, I put her on and it's not like she's saying no, like I, she latches and she bites down so hard. And again, looks at me like woman, why would you even offer that to me? I mean, just this face of like, I was like, who is this child? Um, she hasn't stopped since. <laughs> she has stopped the biting most of the time, but, um, she, um, yeah, I mean, she, at nine months old, I told my husband, I was like, Hey, do you want to try for our third now? And he kind of was like, what? And I said, well, you know, maybe we should be realistic and like, wait till she's a year old. And then that happened. And we were like, Oh, good thing we waited. And so, um, then we were like, well, maybe when she's two, maybe when she's three, maybe when she's four, um, maybe when she's five. And then I was like, okay, I'm 40 years old. Like it's now or never. And actually she, she would have been, if she's five, she would have been four and a half when she was born. Yeah. So, um, I was like, I'm 40, like it's now or never. Um, so let's just hope for the best. And, um, I always knew after I had, um, my middle one that I was not done being pregnant. Um, it wasn't just that I wanted that, that baby infant newborn again, but I knew I wasn't done being pregnant. Like I just, I just felt, um, that, that wasn't the last pregnancy for me. Again, I, I was at peace with it. It would have been fine. Um, and so, um, I definitely knew I wanted a third and it's funny because if you don't know, um, I coached gymnastics, um, for 17 years. Um, and then I, I say I retired from coaching, um, when my oldest, my seven-year-old now, uh, when she was like four months old, 
um, cause I was working for my dad and then I would go and coach for two hours. And so like trying to nurse and then like nursing her, throwing her, you know, to my mom and then rushing off to coach for two hours to rush home and go nurse the baby that my husband had, had picked her up and taken her home. I was just like, this is too much. Um, so I did stop, um, at that point. Um, and, um, Okay, sorry, I totally got distracted because I forgot to put my phone on do not disturb and I got a notification. I thought my parents were calling or something and they're super sick and I know I sound sick, but um, I'm actually like getting over mine um, and they're, they're so sick. They went to the doctor for the second time in I think three days because they're just feeling worse and not feeling any better. Anyway, I digress. So, um, so I used to be a gymnastics coach and I had um, mainly... Um, I mean, I, I taught kids from, um, mommy and me age. So like, um, one, right. Mommy and me. Yeah. I think they had to be walking. Um, so like one, you know, 12 to 18 months old, all the way up to 18 years. Um, but my, my jam, um, was, and it still is when I do, when I, uh, work at, um, in kids core at church, um, and work in the classrooms. Um, we teach them lessons and things during, uh, during worship service. And, um, I still love the like two to five-year-olds. Um, but yeah, they were my favorite group. Um, love their little personalities. Um, but I would, I had, um, probably, you know, a handful of times that I had parents that would come up to me and just go, how do you think, you know, so-and-so's doing, you know, everyone else in the class is listening and following directions and they sit there and they wait their turn. And then, you know, my child is just this, and I would look at them and I'm like, well, those kids aren't normal. Like two and three-year-olds don't just sit there like all, you know, whenever you call me. And some of the kids I would go like, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so. And they like, wouldn't, and I'd go up to them and I'd like touch them and go, honey, what's your name? You're so-and-so, right? And they'd go, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, it's your turn. Come on. Like, and I would, you know, it was like pulling teeth sometimes to get them to like understand what was going on, I guess. Um, but then you have these other kids that, um, and, and it was mainly boys and, um, and the reason is, is because it is in, in my experience and my opinion would be, um, you know, when there's, um, boys tend to be extra energetic, <laughs> um, and, you know, if there's any sort of, um, attention, impulsivity, you know, ADHD, ADHD, anything like that, um, it's easier to see in boys, um, it's, um, I think you see it, you tend to see it sooner. Um, you can, um, but again, boys and girls can be so different. I mean, my five-year-old definitely my, you know, my husband wants a son and we're done, we're done, but we have three girls. Um, and he always wanted a son. He was the only boy in his family and he just wanted that son. And, um, and I really think like, I mean, he's such a good girl, dad. Um, and you know, he had three sisters, um, it was his three sisters and him growing up. And, and I know that that's why he's such an amazing father to our girls is because he grew up with three sisters. And so he kind of, he knows how he wants, um, 
his sisters to be treated. So that's how he treated me and, you know, all of those things. But anyway, um, just a shout out to my husband. Um, but, um, so he, he wants a son and I will, I'll look over at our five-year-old and I'll go, hello, there's your son. Like she's so active and she's, um, she doesn't sit still. She, you know, she's just constant and it's, you know, just all this energy and, you know, she wants to wrestle and rough and tumble and all of that. Um, and she's similar to someone I grew up with that had ADHD. Um, but she's, um, she's a girl and the other, um, the other person, um, is a boy. And so the differences are huge. Um, can be, um, can be again, in my experience, um, the differences are, are vastly different as far as, um, the level of, um, energy and all that, but she's, she's definitely, my five-year-old is definitely way different than my seven-year-old. Um, so, um, she's again, she's always been, you know, high energy and, and she, she needs a lot. Um, she needs a lot of, she needs structure. I mean, I know kids do, but, um, kids that tend to be a little, um, overactive and I don't want to say overactive in like a negative way. Um, like not too, but just, um, tend to be more active. There you go. Um, need even more need structure and routine and stability, like all those things. Um, and so, um, so when I was, when I would be coaching gymnastics and the parents would come to me, you know, and say, um, oh my goodness, you know, my kid, da, 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 do you think? And I'm like, um, that's the type of kid you want. Um, none of the kids were bad kids. I mean, uh, granted I had, you know, mainly like two to four year olds, um, at the time. Um, and they weren't bad kids. They just were excited for their turn and they were like, I'm ready to go. And I said, I would look at them and I would say, um, I understand. And again, I was like in my twenties. Yeah, I was in my twenties. So I didn't have kids. I was, was, again, I was coached, a coach gymnast for 17 years. Um, I babysat all the time. Like I was just always, always around kids and babies and things like that. And, and I would, I would tell these parents and I would say, um, I, I know it's difficult now. Um, and it's, it's taking a lot of work, but, um, it will pan out in the end. Like if you can just, if you can just hang in there, um, they're, they're the ones that are going to go places. Not that the children that sat there and needed some, you know, extra help are, you know, not wonderful people and, you know, adding to the society, but we need both. Right. Um, so I tell them like, they're going to go far in life. Like they're going to, um, push the boundaries and not, not in like a bad way. Um, as a parent, it's hard when, because when your kids push boundaries and you're just like, just do what I asked you to do. <laughs> like brushing your teeth is not an option. We do it. Same thing every morning and every night we brush our teeth, we brush our hair, we wash our face, like whatever the situation is like, just do it. Um, but you know, those are the kids that, um, in my opinion, again, um, that are going to go far in life. And they're the ones that are going to make big changes, um, in our world, in, you know, in our country, in our state, in our city, like they're just, they're going to be the ones that are going to, they're going to do big things. Um, 
And I truly believe that God put these children again. I never thought anything of it. I loved them. They were great. Um, you know, but the parents coming up to me, I, I really believe that God put these children and then these parents who would come and ask me and talk like, do you think my child is ADHD and this and that? And I'm like, okay, well, they're two and three, like they're, it's, they're a typical boy. I mean, this is just how they act. Um, and maybe there might be some diagnosis, you know, along the way, but, um, again, those are the ones that are going to, to make a difference and do big things. And I, and I truly believe that God put them in my life. Um, because now I have to like, look in the mirror and tell myself, just hang on, she's going to do big things. <laughs> um, so, um, and I feel like, um, so I uh, did a podcast yesterday, um, with a dear friend of mine, um, who's a teacher. And one thing I'd asked her was, um, what, what do you feel is the biggest difference of being a classroom teacher, um, before COVID like pre COVID and post COVID. Um, and she said, um, self-regulation, the kids don't know how to self-regulate. Um, they have these big feelings and, you know, it'll be one little, um, hiccup, one little thing that'll be different. Um, and they just, they just can't handle it. Um, and, you know, I kind of asked about like what her thoughts were on that and, um, you know, and she, she said, well, I think because of the uncertainty, uncertainty, like one minute we were everything, our world was normal. Um, it, definitely our country. I mean, we saw other countries, you know, that kind of had started it prior to us, but here in the U S, um, we just didn't really think it was going to, it was going to get here. And if it did, it wasn't going to be a big deal. Um, so we kind of went, you know, I feel like most of the people, um, you know, we went from everything's open, everything's normal to like shut down. Nothing's open. Um, you have to wear a mask if you, you know, just the places open, obviously we're like grocery stores and gas stations. Um, you know, the, the necessities that we needed, um, and having, you know, hoarding, um, toilet paper and all these things, because people were freaking out and didn't know if we were going to, you know, have a shortage and all of those things. So, um, just not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, because again, it was one minute I'm showing up to work going, Hey, I'm working, you know, like a 12 hour day because, um, I was covering for somebody who, um, said, yeah, I just am starting to feel like this COVID thing is, is going to be bad. And I just can't be here working and feel, feel safe. And I'm like, you absolutely, I mean, you have to do what's best for you and your family. Um, but I was like, Hey, I'm going to be here, you know, until they, um, tell us not to be. And then it was like, we actually had decided a couple of days before the, the mandated shutdown, um, to, to close the gym and we, um, to shut, to shut our doors, you know, for, and we just thought a couple of weeks, um, it, we were shut down for two and a half months. So I'm gun ho, you know, with my groups and my one-on-one -on -one clients. And then, um, it was like 11 o'clock that day. And I'd been there since 5.00 AM. Um, and 11 o'clock that day, he was like, I think we're going to have to shut down. And I was just like, I mean, it was, it was so bizarre. And when she and I were talking about it and I went, wow, yeah. She's like, remember how you felt like that? Um, she said, you know, just think about kids. Okay. So we just had a slight interruption from, um, my children who were bringing me pancakes that they had made. 
and, I made bread. and this is my five-year-old and she wanted to show everyone her hair so if you're watching this um on i mean she's been running around in this in this little woo -woo. um but daddy did her hair today um put them in braids and, and very good she loves it okay now she's gonna go okay i love you bye okay go close the door and she just blew you guys a kiss okay um okay love you so there's my five-year-old um and um gosh she's just she's the most sweet sensitive loving kid um, but we have been having some massive big feelings followed by big actions. So we talk about like, you're, it's okay to have big feelings, um, but it's not okay to have big actions and, you know, hitting your sister and things like that. So, um, and so when, when my friend and I were talking about, you know, COVID and everything, she said, you know, think about when, when the, when the shutdown happened, um, how you felt like the unknown and all of those things. And she was like, that's how kids feel like every day because it was such a shock to them. And we, you know, as adults and our brains being, um, you know, developed enough to be able to reason and, and, you know, process and those types of things, kids didn't know how and couldn't. Um, and so I, you know, and I, I don't know if it has to do with that. Um, and, you know, masks um, are no longer mandated um, by schools or anything, um, but we still have our kids wear them um, because we do have a nine and a half month old at home. And not only do I not want them bringing COVID home, because I mean, we're all vaccinated, but obviously the baby's not, um, but anything else like now croup is going around and all that. So we still have them wear masks, but, um, I don't know if, I mean, she was three when it started, um, when COVID, um, when we got, had the shutdown. So, and now she's five, almost five and a half. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's that, I don't know if, um, it's her age, if, um, you know, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that could go into this. So, um, and, and I've taken her to a, she goes to a play therapist, which, um, if you don't know what that is, um, and you feel like your child may need, you know, some, a therapist or somebody to talk to or figure out what's going on with them. And you can't, um, you know, they don't have the, the verbal skills, um, and the, and the knowledge to be able to share things with you. And you're like, oh, I feel like something's, um, cause I'd taken my seven-year-old, um, she was having some anxiety actually after, um, things started opening up again. And, um, and I think it was school had started back in person. And she started having some anxiety and I, I struggle with anxiety. So I knew what to look for, or I knew, you know, when she started telling me that she was feeling scared and she didn't know why, like she would just wake up feeling scared and, and it was that uncertainty and it was anxiety. And so I had taken her to a play therapist. Um, so every once in a while I take her there. And my opinion is, um, just like when you're sick and it's like, do I go to the doctor or not? Like, why not? I mean, I'd rather the doctor be like, you're fine. It's a little cold versus being at home, deathly ill for a week. And then finally going in and figuring out it's whatever, same thing, you know, with, um, with your mental health. Um, if I take my kids in and she's like, no, that, this is just normal for this age kid or, you know, um, yeah, she seems good. I'm like, awesome. All right. We'll let you know if there's anything else that comes up. Um, 
so um, I did start taking my five-year-old to see, and we, we call it a play date. Um, so they get to have a, a play date with Miss Grace. So if you haven't heard me talk about that. Um, so I don't, you know, I go to the same, um, to the same place that they go to, but I see a different doctor, um, within the same practice. And so they know it's the same place, but, um, you know, when I taught, when they ask me why I go to see my doctor there, or if I go to a doctor's appointment, what I'm, what I'm doing. And I, I kind of try to explain that to them, but, um, I also don't, don't let them know that they're going and kind of doing the same thing I'm doing with, you know, it's, it's a play date and they do, they get to play, they play with sand or they play, um, Oh, it's like a gator, some gator hippopotamus, hungry, hungry hippo. That's it. <laughs> they play that game. Like there's just different things. And so, um, and she's amazing and can, um, like kids play, um, because they're not able to verbalize and, and always just process and know, um, not even just the verbal skills of it. Um, but what they, they work out whatever's going on, um, inside their little bodies, um, they work that out through play. So she knows what to look for. So she will do something with them and then kind of see like what's going on and, and those things. So, um, so I started seeing, uh, we started seeing her, um, and then I've, you know, tried some things and whatever. So, um, and I, um, found some parents, um, some moms on TikTok, um, and they have started, um, they do gentle parenting. Um, and actually I think the two that I follow, um, have their own classes and things like that to help, you know, teach parents how to, how to be a, um, how to do gentle parenting. Um, I am not 100% gentle parenting. Um, I still do timeout. <laughs> um, and they don't, um, the two, at least that I follow that do gentle, you know, I, I guess, you know, timeout is not part of quote unquote gentle parenting, but, um, it, it has been amazing, um, for us. I mean, we still have, we still struggle. Um, I still struggle. Um, she's with me, um, every day. Um, she doesn't go to school until 1230. Um, she goes to school from 1230 to 330. And then I have, she doesn't have school Friday. So I'm with her all day on Friday. Plus I have the baby now. Um, so the, it's a lot, it's a lot of time. And I'm, you know, having, I'm trying to work in between all of that and, you know, run errands that I need to for the business and things like that. So, um, so it's a lot. Um, and, and sometimes, um, you know, I'll tell my husband, I'll call him on the way home and say, um, I'm tapping out when I get home, just to let you know, or if we're both here and he's doing something and, um, I'll just say, Hey, babe, I really need you to take this over, uh, the situation because I'm either nursing the baby and I can't physically get up and, and be what I need to be for her in that moment because I have the baby, um, or babe, I know, um, that I'm not going to parent her the right way in this moment. I'm not going to say the, the right things. Um, so I really need you to, to jump in and, and handle this situation. And he is like, we're, we're such a great team and that's so important. Um, so, um, so what we have started, I mean, I always have given my kids choices on things. Um, but up until learning about this, um, gentle parenting, um, skills. I don't know what you call it. Gentle parenting. Uh, anyway, um, it would be, okay. You can either tie your shoes or you can go to timeout and then tie your shoes. Um, 
well, but I don't want to tie my shoes and I don't want to go time out like those. While sometimes those are still, that's still the choice because I don't have time to, to go through a gentle parenting process with you. Um, because we have to go get your sister from school and I need you to buckle up. Like it's something like that. Um, but, and I'm going to play here in a second. Um, a scenario, um, that came up, it was happening. And then I had my older daughter, I was like, I need my phone. And I just recorded, um, what, what that, um, back and forth, um, looked like between the two of us when I was using, um, gentle parenting versus just do it now or go to timeout and then do it. Um, again, I, I still do the timeout, um, because sometimes it just, she just needs that time and, um, it works for us. Um, again, not every time. Um, but it's, it's amazing. Um, and so I know we're having some really strong feelings right now. Are you ready to go to bed? Remember, I can't have a conversation with you. No, I can't have. I cannot have a conversation with you until you've calmed down. Okay. When you've calmed down, I can have a conversation with you. Japanese. Both. You want me to you want me to count in all three languages? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, ready? 
One, ichi. Two, dos, ni. Three, tres, son. All done. Good job, love. That I had with Sophia that I was talking about. And I want you to hear our conversation, our exchange. And as it seemed like it took forever for us to come to a resolution and for things to get done and move on with our lives, um, once I stopped recording and I went, oh my goodness, it was only a three minute exchange. Like I can take three minutes over a half an hour plus of, you know, her having extra big feelings and screaming and, you know, not getting to bed and all of these things. So, um, it really did help. And I hope you got something from it. Um, so that right there, <laughs> there's a uh, live and in person. Um, so a lot of things that have helped, um, with, with her is, um, cause she started saying like, um, you know, count how fast I can do this. Well, then it turned into, Hey, Sophia, how long do you think it's going to take you to do that? And sometimes she'll say one second and I go, okay. And she goes, but, but don't start until I tell you, well, she's still doing the thing that I have asked her to do that she needs to be doing. And then she's on her way back to wherever I am. And she goes, okay, start counting on one. And she's like, I'm done. And it took her like 10 seconds. Um, so we do, we do that a lot. That's, that's a big one. So counting, like how long, um, do you think it's going to take you? And then she'll give me some, sometimes she'll, you know, 22, five, because she's five and a half. She's just in preschool. Um, so not, uh, quite understanding the complete concept of numbers and large numbers. Um, but whatever number, and then I'll just, I'll just count down. Um, and, uh, see if she can make it in that time. And then, you know, if she's struggling, you know, then it's like okay, three, two and a half, you know, just to, to get her there. Cause she's still doing it. She's still getting there. Um, close the door. That was my seven-year-old. Um, so that's a good one. Um, another one, um, like, uh, so she has to take a shot every night, um, for her growth hormone deficiency. Um, and she's been doing it since she was 18 months old. Um, so it's nothing new, but sometimes it hurts if, you know, we don't get it, you know, if we get it a little bit too in the muscle, cause she's getting so strong, um, that we can't really get it into, sometimes it's hard to get it into the fat, um, <laughs> where we're supposed to, because she doesn't have a lot of it. Um, so sometimes it hurts worse than others and whatever. So sometimes she's like, I don't know. Ah. And, um, so every time, like, I'm just like, okay, um, do you want me to count in English or Spanish? Cause we have to leave it in for 10 seconds after we, um, we put it, um, put the shot in and, um, whichever language she'll say, um, I'll count, you know, count in that language. And, um, so we, and we get it done. So counting is a big one. Um, you know, her trying to like beat whatever it is. Um, helping is another really good one too. Um, kind of just keeping them, keeping them engaged. So keeping her like, Hey, I really need your help right now. Can you go and da 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 for me? Oh yeah, I totally can. Um, and um, you know, she loves to be helpful. Um, loves to be helpful. Um, and it's so so. I've with the gentle parenting, you give more options. 
um, than just time out or do it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if she needs to, like in the mornings, I need her to get dressed, brush her teeth, brush her hair. And when she's just like, and has, you know, a meltdown, which is every day, it's just a matter of how many times um, that day. Um, and I'll say, okay, are you, do you want to brush your teeth or get dressed first? She'll go, I'll get dressed first. I'm like, okay. And then she goes and does it. And then, you know, oh, okay, let's brush your teeth. Or, you know, she's done everything else, but brush her teeth. Oh, I don't want to brush my teeth. Again, we, it's the same thing every morning, every night. Like, this is what we do. Um, and so, um, my husband does not know I'm doing a podcast right now. And so he is not keeping the children away from our bedroom. And that was my fault. I was going to come in here and do it real quick and stay under the radar, but that did not work. Um, so, um, once we get down to like, we've got to get out the door for school, all she has left is brush her teeth. And that's the one thing she just does not want to brush her teeth. And we do the same thing every morning and every night. Like there's, it's not an option. Like your teeth are going to fall out <laughs> if you don't brush your teeth. Um, and so I do have a timer on an app that's called Dojo. Um, so you can give your kids points for doing things and you decide the amount of points you decide, um, what they get points for. Um, and then they can turn those in for a reward. So we do that. And then, um, there's also on the app, a timer for brushing your teeth. And so, um, it's sings a song about brushing your teeth or whatever, and then they can watch the little toothbrush dancing on the phone. So I will let them do that. Um, and so when we're having a problem, I'll go, if you can get your toothbrush and toothpaste and bring it in here, I'll let you use the timer. So they don't get to use it every time because then it becomes something she wants to do. Um, and then that will help get her there. Or do you want to brush your teeth with me today? Go get your toothbrush. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm doing it at the same time, go get your toothbrush and toothpaste and we can brush our teeth together. Anything that you can try to do to make um, A to de-escalate the situation, right? Because they're in like meltdown mode. Um, B, you want to distract them with something that is going to get done what you need them to do and also get them excited to do it. Um, and so um, again, the counting in different languages, I, <laughs> I now, so I can count to 10 um, in Japanese, English, Spanish, French, and sign language. So I'll say, which one do you want today? And sometimes she says all of them and I'll go, okay. And we do that. Um, but again, it gets it done. And um, then um, the other big one that I was going to mention, oh, so when we're having, when they're, you know, when she's having the meltdown and it's like, oh my gosh, like you're screaming, you're screaming in my ear and I will, um, I'll cover my ear. Like I, um, you know, and I'll, I don't push her away, but I will kind of say like, I, you need to get away from me. Like you need to not be in my space. Um, but I'll cover my ear and say, I can't talk to you until you're done screaming. Like, I'm not going to talk to you until you're done screaming. And then if she's like, <gasps> honey, I can't talk to you until you've calmed down. So should, let's go ahead and take a breath. Um, so we try, you know, breathing. Um, sometimes the breathing doesn't work. Um, sometimes, it, you know, a lot of parents do it and it works. Um, but 
when I won't engage with her until she has calmed down so that we can have a conversation. And this isn't like, oh my gosh, she just like scraped her whole kneecap off. And I'm like, "Mm, I can't deal with that until, right. This is like a meltdown that is just big feelings in not because she's hurt, (laughs) just because she doesn't want to do something. Um, And so I will not have a conversation with her until she has calmed down and we can have a conversation about it. And if she continues to say, I'm not going to have a conversation with you until, until you're done. And then once she is ready, and if we start having conversation and then um, she starts to go, but mom, but mama, but I can't, I'm not going to have a conversation with you unless you let me talk. I will let you talk and I will listen to you, but not until you listen to me. Um, And so letting her know, like, I am going to listen to you and I'm going to take to heart what you say. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say, but you need to do it in a respectful, calm manner because I don't have to listen to you screaming like a maniac in order to talk to me. Um, so those are things that have really helped that I've recently started of just not allowing a conversation to happen until we can have a quote unquote civilized conversation. Um, and the last one I want to talk about is, um, which I've talked about if before, if you, um, if I posted about it, um, giving myself a mommy timeout, um, when I am just, um, both my kids, like to talk and they like to talk a lot. I mean, the fact that I'm doing a podcast probably lets you know that I like to talk to, um, (laughs) they come by it honestly. Um, but it's, Hey mom, did you know this? Hey mom, why is this like this? Hey mom, did you know? And I'm just like, I, I, I can't like, I, I can't. And that's okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be everything to everybody all the time. You don't. And that is one thing that I've learned and being I feel kind of blessed that I'm an older mom, um, because there's no way I would have been this mom when I was in my twenties, um, even my early thirties, um, and definitely not, um, the type of mom that Sophia needs me to be, um, until now. I mean, you know, again, God's timing, like he knew, um, but I give myself a mommy timeout and, um, rarely do I do five minutes. Now, if I need to send an email and so I just need five minutes to get that email done, then that's one thing. Um, but typically if I just need a break, I will say I'll, I'll give myself 10 or 15 minutes. I don't do more than 15 unless it's like, okay, my husband takes the kids and, and I, you know, retire to my bedroom is what I say. Um, you know, to watch a show and just kind of like decompress. But if I'm still, you know, out there with them, but I need them to just leave me for a moment. Um, and I'll set our timer on Google. Um, and so that way they, they can hear when the timer's up and it's not like, oh, give me five minutes. And then, you know, you just wait until the kids, um, oh, it's been five minutes and it's been, you know, like two or 25. I mean, I stick to that time. So I, I say, you know, Google, I have Google right here, so I can't really say it, um, you know, set timer for X amount of minutes. And then, you know, they'll be like, but mom, I'm like, I can't wait to talk to you. Once the timer goes off, I would love to talk to you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say once the timer goes off. And the first time I did this, I had to say that quite a few times to both the girls, especially a five-year-old. Um, but you have to put more time in, in the beginning to end up with it in the end. So I still ended up with 
at, oh gosh, at least three to five minutes without them at me the first time. Um, and then, you know, the second time I had to say a few less times, um, you know, oh, I, can't, I, I know, I know you have a question and I know that you, you know, when I tell them like, you may interrupt me if you're bleeding, vomiting, or dying. Otherwise, you can talk to me about whatever it is. And I know it's super important and I can't wait. And I, and I, I let them know, like, I'm super excited to hear what you have to say when that timer goes off. And then I'm in a better place to receive what excitement, you know, exciting news they have for me. And sometimes it's nothing because, you know, the minute that you tell them, no, I'm done, I can't, or you're on the phone and they they can't just get your attention, you know, like that, that's when they, you know, need you the most. So um, you're, by doing that, you're setting boundaries for yourself and also teaching them that they can set their own boundaries. So when they've hit that limit and that's, that's self-regulation, like I know if I hear, if I get one more question, hear one more comment, whatever, you know, mom, this mom, that like, I'm going to lose it. So that's when I use self-regulation and give myself that timeout. Um, and so I'm also instilling that and teaching that and empowering my children to know that they can set boundaries. You don't have to listen to everyone every second of the day, just because somebody comes to you to ask a question or to talk to you about a situation, you don't have to do it in that moment. That was their time that they wanted to do it, but you don't have to agree to that. And you can say, I need to table this and we'll come back to this in an hour or, you know, giving that, like, even if it's at work, we always feel like the minute somebody needs us, we got it. We need to jump in and be in this conversation. And then you like, don't say what you wanted to say or say something that you didn't mean to say. And sometimes we need time to process when this person that came to you has been processing, you know, possibly for days of what they're going to say. And then you haven't had any time. So, um, you can, you know, say, I need to, I need to process this for a minute. Um, you know, let's talk at such and such time or at whatever you can do that with your kids and you're teaching them to set boundaries and you're teaching them that it's okay, that you don't have to be on, you don't have to be present. You don't have to be everything to everyone all the time. You just don't. And that is like the biggest blessing that I have given myself is to realize that acknowledge it and actually allow myself to not have to be. Um, so I hope that this has helped you. Um, if anyone else is um, struggling like I am and having some really big feelings and really big actions happening in their home um, and they've tried, you've tried anything else, like let me know, private message me, um, you know, comment, I'll post this, but you know, um, just get a hold of me and let me know if something in here you were like, yes. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. Thank you so much. I'd love to know that too. Um, because I mean, we're just all here learning along together. So, um, I hope, I hope you got something out of this. Um, I could, you know, talk about my child and gentle parenting, um, and what we do with her because every day there's something new. Um, I could talk about it forever. Um, so let me know, um, let me know what you guys do.